0: Amen. Let's all stand together. God bless you. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Amen. Let's sing that Jesus hold my hand. you could come and take up the offering this morning, open the word, or the service and a word of prayer. Welcome everyone. Amen. Peggy, Amanda, good to see you this morning. Our friends Josh and Patty are here today from Ohio too. Josh is back. Amen. Good to see everyone. Come on, Brother Luther. Amen. Amen.
1: God bless you. Praise the Lord, brother. I have a few requests to myself. Um, I want to remember Brother Joe's situation to where he'll be able to come to church on a regular basis. It really bothers him when he's not able to come to the house of the Lord. I want to remember Roan. Roan is taking care of his uh, grandmother. She's not feeling well, and uh, I think he actually had to take her to, like, an uh, intermediate care emergency type of thing this morning. Otherwise, he would be here also. And then um, I have a request. Um, Sister Melissa's nephew passed away. Um, That's uh, Brother Jesse's closest sister. I don't know if it's older sister or younger. I think it's his his younger sister. He was like 31 years old. So we want to pray for the family. And um, so it's Melissa's kid's cousin. So we just want to remember them. And um, I had another request, and I am slipped my mind. But I do want to remember my son. He's having problems with his ankles. He's had a fall, and um, he's doing good, but he's still struggling. We just want to remember him this morning also. If you ever request upon your heart, lift a hand to God and let him know what it is. Speak it, because you... don't just raise your hand there's got to be something behind that make it specific that way you know when he answers amen let's pray Father I love you this morning Lord losing a loved one Father strikes us so deep in the heart and though we may not sorrow as others in the world Father no one would you have in store for your children father we still sorrow we pray that you would just comfort this family comfort melissa comfort her children father jesse's family lord and so young we pray for them we lift them up before you today father remember our brother joe lord and he be streaming father i pray that you would bless him where he's at Lord, remember my son today. Remember Rome and what he's going through, Father. Wanting to be in church also, but having to take care of his family. Lord, you know all these things, but Lord, we request these things. You said, ask that your joy may be full and ask abundantly, Father. And I thank you for that. Thank you for healing in my own body, Father. And Lord, as we gather the tithes and offerings, I pray that you bless the cheerful giver, Father, open our hearts. We open to you that you would bless us in a special way today. Speak your words of life, and Father, may they become a part of us. Transform us, Father, into what you would have, that we would be better Christians when we leave this place this morning. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. Amen. your seats. a special sister, Sharon. Was you going to sing this morning? Was you
0: going to sing this morning? brother josh is going to bless us with a special this morning too amen i wanted to say happy birthday to anita my wife what are you 23 or 24 babe i don't remember amen i robbed the cradle She to
2: sing today, so Josh is done. I know Good to see you all. It's been a little while since we've been down here. Amen. <laughs> a few familiar faces and a lot of new ones. But we bring greetings from up north and uh, appreciate you all. It's always felt like a uh, second home to us down here and Brother Jason and all. So we appreciate you guys. Feel free to sing along. Um, there is a name that I love to hear, I love to sing, is worth and it sounds like music in my ear. It's the sweetest name on earth. Sing that to him. There is a name that I love to hear. I love to sing his word. It sounds like sweet music in mine here is the sweetest name on earth. Can you raise your hand to it? And for Singing oh How I love Jesus Oh How I love Jesus Because love me. Sing that first verse again. There is only one name that I love to hear. How I love God cover me cover me cover me peace of God peace of God cover me through the storm cover me. One more time. Oh, peace of God, cover me. Make that your prayer this morning. Cover me. Cover Storm. Cover me, sing only in you. Only Cover me when I am hurting. Cover me when I'm not strong. Cover me when I am going through the storm. Cover me when all seems hopeless. Cover me when my faith is gone. Let the peace that passes all I understand, cover me, cover me, sing peace of God, peace of God, cover
3: stand together, cover me, only in you, only in you I am safe, only in you I'm secure, only in you I find peace, so cover
0: the order of the service. God bless you, saints. You ready for the word today? You ready for the word today? Your great name this morning. Let's be flat. (coughs) Lost are
2: safe.
3: Find their way. Had to side your great name, all condemn, feel no shame at the sound of your great name. Every fear has no place. At the sound of your great name, the enemy, he has to leave. At the sound of your great oh hallelujah worthy is the lamb that was slain for us son of god and man you are high and lifted up and all the world will praise your great name the weak find their strength at the sound of your great name hungry souls receive grace at the sound of your great name the fatherless oh yes they find their rest at the sound of your great name the sick are healed and the dead are raised at the sound of your great name, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Son of God and man, you are high and lifted up and all the world will praise your great name oh your great name all the week all the week let's find our strength this morning oh hallelujah at the sound oh and we're weak he's strong hallelujah hungry souls receive grace at the sound of your great name the fatherless they find their rest The sound of Your great name. The sick are healed and the dead are raised at the sound of Your great name, Jesus, worthy slain for us son of god and man you are high and lifted up and all the world will praise your great name redeemer oh redeemer are my king redeemer my healer lord oh. slain for us, Son of God and man, you are high and lifted up, and all the world will praise your great name, your great name. Your great, your great name
4: Amen, give the Lord a hand of worship this morning Hallelujah God bless you, we greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus We're very happy to be here today, amen got a number of families out ministry away ministering uh, a good bit of sickness going around so we're happy to have you all here happy to have brother josh sister patty here with us hey, amen i i heard somebody get up and they said it was going to be brother josh and i knew i would seen josh in the parking lot and then i hear him say haven't seen you all in a long time I'm like wait, you were just, and then when, when Brother Josh started singing, I said, okay, that's not this Josh, that's, that's this Josh, and then I remembered, amen, praise the Lord, amen, so uh, you out singing, brother, but he blows a mean saxophone, I'm telling you, amen, amen, happy to have these sisters here with us, you are from Brother Junior Stanley's family, aren't you, or Junior Ward, Junior Ward. oh, wait, wait, good grief, look at who I'm staring at, my goodness, <laughs> Okay, praise the Lord. Happy to have y'all here with us today, Sister Peggy. Amen. Who's young lady standing beside you? Amanda. Welcome. God bless you today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We have um, a couple of prayer requests I want to get to uh, this morning. And so, um, and I want to make a quick announcement. Before I get to the prayer request, we'll read our scripture, and then we'll take these prayer requests also. I want to announce, uh, for the sake of the young people here uh, at Bethel Tabernacle and for the sake of the broadcast, uh, the word, you know, is uh, we've had to keep it under wraps. Actually, there was a, a time when only three humans knew, myself, Brother Matt, and Brother Jason DeMars. Um, we will be having our youth camp this year at a different location. The, the uh, place at Traveler's Rest uh, was lost to us, and uh, there were some different changes that they made, and uh, we, we could not find a middle ground to work with that, and so we just committed it to the Lord. Now, I'll be honest with you. I just said, Lord, this is going to take a miracle from heaven, because I can't imagine a better location, but believe it or not, friends, we, if, if Traveler's Rest would, would be, uh, uh, if, if, the, if the new location we found is a 10, Traveler's Rest is about a 6, and so it is spectacular. It is larger. It is, I just said, I'm going to put out an advertisement that just says more. <laughs> more what? More everything. It'll hold more people. We'll have more campers. It has more facilities, better, newer, nicer. The grounds are wonderful. It's, it's way up more higher in the mountains, which I love. Amen. It's actually near, not too far from Traveler's Rest, I best I can remember, maybe a 30-minute drive or so. Is that about right, Brother Brad? Amen. And uh, so, amen. I hope you like a mountain adventure because it, is, it, looks, it literally looks like that you, you just go up and up and up. And after you go up, you go up some more and more and more and more still. And then it's almost as if somebody cut the top of a mountain off and they built a camp right on the plateau. And it is just breathtaking. And uh, it has um, much better facilities. Uh, We can hold more people, more campers. We don't even need to have the ministers off site. We had to rent Airbnbs and we had to have all kinds of things going on. We don't need to do that anymore. Everybody can be housed. Uh, We've got plenty of room for everyone. Amen. And the accommodations are stunning. So we want to make that announcement today, Brother Matt. Uh, we'll be preparing a promo video like we do every year, and that'll be released uh, soon. Amen. Believe me, I will stay on him <laughs> to get it soon. He's ministering away today. Brother Jason's ministering away today. Amen. Um, so uh, we want to be remembering them in prayer. A number of other people traveling today, other people who couldn't be here, uh, got called in unexpected uh, to work, um, and, uh, and then we've had a number of sick Sick request. We have um, Sister Elizabeth Johnson ask prayer for a friend named Christina. She's 35 years old and dying from cancer. That's awfully young to die from cancer. And so, fortunately for this woman, she happens to know a believer who happens to be able to send a message to her church and say, can you all join me in prayer? How many will join our sister Elizabeth? She's dying from cancer, and she needs healing, but she also needs salvation. And actually, Sister Elizabeth has that ahead of healing, salvation and healing. Happy to have you, young man, with us today. Just noticed you there. Actually, when I first came out, just wanted to greet you. Um, Sister Addie. Uh, Demars was up all night, sick, throwing up, poor little thing. So Sister Amy uh, is back with her today. So let's be remembering our little princess here this morning. I hate to see her sick like that. Amen. Um, we have a prayer request from the Baratus family. Actually, Brother Dave himself, I dropped in to visit him. And, and, I, and, I, and I've got this underlined on my notes. He asked me to ask y'all to pray for him and he's got he's got testing he's got to do and he wants it to come back with good results and i told him i said we will absolutely pray amen as a group amen when you know when believers start praying things start changing amen so we want to uh take that as a request today uh brother donnie wrote uh back um how many enjoyed brother donnie when he was here last weekend my goodness um, you know that he was talking about Sister Erica, his daughter, and she's in those um, terrible uh, treatments for the cancer, and, and uh, she wrote to him, he wrote to me and different others saying, she said, Sister Erica said she is depending on our prayers. She's very weak, and so she's asking you. I just say, wow, let's bind together and ask the Lord for mercy for our sister. I told Brother Donnie, I said, Brother Donnie, you remember he was was preaching about it here. And uh, when David cut off Goliath's head and they jumped up on him, cut his head off, and he said, I can't wait to the day. And I wrote him back and I said, Brother Donnie, we can't wait to the day to dance with you on this Goliath. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Uh, Brother Caleb, uh, him and Sister Joy, needing prayer. Uh, they're expecting uh, another child, and the doctor is saying there could be some tests that need to run. They see some possible complications, and uh, there's some genetic testing that's, results are coming in. And Brother Caleb and Sister Joy are asking that no abnormalities be found. And then there's a situation they saw that maybe there's an issue with her heart. And I, and I just said, we are gonna start today thanking god for a perfectly healthy child and delivery and i will not change that confession amen Amen. friends i have seen that happen so many times impossible situations and i'm not talking about you know charismatic name it claim it i'm talking about substance of the word that we have a right to claim god's word and start thanking him put it in the past tense start thanking him see That's an insult to wait for him to do the miracle before you thank him. Go ahead and start thanking him now. And go ahead and confess it. Brother Bradham said, if you're afraid to confess, Jesus can't help you. Because he's the high priest of your confession, the Bible says. So I just say, thank you, Lord, for a perfectly healthy child and delivery. And I will not change that. Amen. Brother Caleb says, it's just the beginning to an amazing testimony of what the Lord's going to do. Amen. Amen. Going to do is do is doing, has done. Amen. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. All right, let's invite you to 2 Kings chapter 2 this morning. I read this, I think, I used this text, I believe in part 5 or part 4, I can't remember now. We're going back to visit it again today because I was not able to get to the material. Um, And so today will be part 6 where we have been ministering on the time of the unsealing. So this will be the time of the unsealing, part six. Amen. <clears throat> I can't think of any other announcements I need to make, but we'll take up these prayer requests when we, when we pray over the word. It's familiar reading. Verses, we're going to go 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 9 through 14. You have it? Say amen. 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 It's on the screen, so everybody should say amen. amen. Praise <laughs> the Lord. As they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither. And Elisha went over. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we come to you now thanking you for your word that's been read we know that the word is already inspired. Lord, there's a, there's a blessing promised just in reading it. There's a blessing promised just hearing it read. So, Master, we are double-blessed already this morning. But now, Father, we come to you with an appeal that you open the eyes of our understanding, Lord, that as Paul desired, we may be filled with all the fullness of the knowledge of God. May you grant it today that there be supernatural insight. Bless the speaker. Bless the hearer of the word lord today in this building and afar wherever the sound of this message may go lord we have a number of sick requests that we've read out loud and put before you this morning lord we're just depending on you for these things we call them as done we glorify you and we magnify you lord for the great things that you have done that you are doing and that you yet shall do Father, we commit ourselves into your hands for service (coughs) today, and I thank you for the special grace that you've given me, Lord, and Father, thou knowest. And I commit it now to you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, friends, as you're seated. We see here in our reading uh, uh, the, the ministry and type and shadow of the bride of Christ. Brother Branham uh, went to actually the very name of Elijah. And he says, notice the similarity between the name Elijah and Elisha. And so he said, it's just like Mr. Jesus and Mrs. Jesus. So now as this ministry that worked through the Elijah ministry of our day, then it's not a stretch for us to see uh, that 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 now we have a ministry carrying forth from our Elijah into the bride or Mrs. Jesus Christ or the final voice to the final age. Are you people sitting right here? Come on. Amen. So, so you want to, I, I really want to bring you into that and have you take ownership of that today that you have, you know, you have not been called to Mount Sinai you know you've not been called where where paul said there in hebrews 12 to thunderings and lightnings and the mountain on fire but you have been called to mount zion now that's a beautiful passage because it's not saying you will be called now someday we will stand on a literal mount zion and we will walk the streets of a literal city amen i mean looking forward to that day but Paul is not saying here in the spiritual sense, you, you, you will someday come. He said, you've already come to Mount Zion. You've already come to an innumerable company of angels. You've already, you've already arrived where the, the souls of, of just men have been made perfect. You say, well, I don't know. I feel like I'm sitting right here in a building right now and I don't feel, I think I feel anything other than perfect. We're not talking, you know, you're, there's three of you. Yeah. I mean, I've got this many people that I can see, but actually I could triple it because I'm speaking to triune people. And we're not talking about the limitations of this flesh, which will perish, cannot inherit. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You're going to have a change someday. But I'm here to tell you, there's an element of you already in the presence of God, already crossed over the chasm, already sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Why would you not have authority in the word? That's a better question than to say, why do I have it? Why would you not? How could you not? If If you're already in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and you're already standing before God as a perfect person. So it's not a stretch then to imagine that, The Elisha ministry is a type of our ministry today and therefore it warrants examination. You know, because it was Elisha who continued the commission given to Elijah. Did you know that? Did you know that Elijah was given a number of things to do? But he left the earth. Before they were finished. And the commission fell upon Elisha. And then Elisha carried out. And then even there was work after that. I'm here to tell you. When you're gone. There's still the work of the Lamb coming. There's still Moses and Elijah. There's still people who need redeeming. There's still a God. Who is is mindful of the unwise virgin in the tribulation. Now you can see that in Genesis. Because you find that. That Lot, who was a perfect type of the unwise virgin, am I right? Yeah. And you find that when he escaped Sodom, that it was three men, three, three men who appeared to him. And we find that he's, he's got some confusion about the Godhead. But and, and, and you find those messengers, if you go back and look at the scripture, you find those messengers talking to him to get him out of Sodom. And the world has had. There are two messengers. There's two messengers saying, you need to leave here. But once he has escaped Sodom, then you don't hear the voice of those two messengers anymore. You only hear the voice of one. And that one is God himself. Because he's literally saying i can't bring this until you're clear and he even turns around and, and requests of god so so we see god actually still helping in type in genesis you can see god helping the unwise virgin even in the full, even in the tribulation Amen. see so we see these types running beautiful. Now, I can't run it any further than that because it's not a type Brother Branham ever ran. And I, and I would be presuming to try to lock it down and say it means this, 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 and there's details. And I'm not trying to do that today. I'm just simply here to tell you that God is aware of wherever his family is, anytime, every time, all the time. Right. And we realize that those unwise virgins were righteous people. They were sanctified people. And so you can see that in between Matthew 25 and, and the book of Revelation shows that they were actually saints. Right. That, that, that in the tribulation, the power of the Antichrist will wear out the saints. Yeah. Now that's not, me and you are already in glory. That, that's, that's, the, that's those who were not elected in, under election, but yet they were righteous people. The king shall say to the righteous, and the righteous shall say to the king. See, and so saints means sanctified ones. This is why I believe firmly that the unwise virgin uh, are those people who live sanctified lives. Can't see the message, but they live sanctified lives. Please don't try to tell me that the Tommy Rot... That we see out here professing to be Christianity, don't come to me claiming that's foolish virgin. Now, I'm not saying those people might not be and don't aren't aware of it, and maybe they'll have a further experience. Certainly. How right. I many pulled us out of bar rooms and brothels and backwoods and back alleys? Pulled us out of denominational churches, didn't he? So God can, can get a hold of anybody. I'm just here to tell you that that group who are standing there in Matthew 25 were righteous people. At whatever point they became righteous, that's up to God. So, so, so I'm just simply trying to get you to understand that, 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 that that's how the unwise virgin are made up. They are saints. They are sanctified. They are righteous people. And so at some point we find in the tribulation period that they have just enough of God's help to get out of, to come out of Sodom and not take the mark of the beast. Alright? And you can see God helping them to do that. So, I mean, if God's not helping them to do that, how are they going to do it? Right, yeah. I mean, just, just to ask yourself that question. How, how are they going to escape it if God doesn't help them? See? How would Lot have escaped it if God didn't help him? Right. See? So, so I'm not. I'm not trying to line it all out. That's Lot and his children. It's not for. I don't have to worry about that. Uh, you know. That's why. I'm never one of these to entertain a whole lot of conspiracy theory and do you know what's happening behind in the White House and you know about black helicopters and you know all this. I say, whatever, whatever. That's Lot's children. That's, I'm, I'm going to not have to worry about that. I'm going in a rapture. I'm not going to deny that there's all kinds of things that go on behind closed doors and secret handshakes. Sure, fine, well, okay. But I, I've got another plan. Amen. See, so, to fulfill all that is intended, you know God is still working even after the bride has gone through the ministry of the prophets. so that 's why you cannot at any time start thinking that your revelation, that you're going to somehow get a revelation in the Word of God that's going to take you and you 've heard it, you know. We, we no longer, the Holy Ghost is no longer important. You don't need the baptism of the Holy Spirit anymore. You don't need an intercessor anymore. You don't need an advocate anymore. The work of the Lamb is finished. The work of the Lamb is going on deeply into the book of Revelation. The work of the Lamb is still moving on all the way through into the millennium. The work of the Lamb is still moving. I mean, so, so listen, friends, if the, if the bride goes home at the end of the Feast of Pentecost... And the last three three feast days of Leviticus are the Feast of Trumpets to gather Israel. And the Feast of the Atonement to bring Christ among them under Moses and Elijah. And then the Feast of Tabernacles to put them in a millennium with us. Amen. Amen. Then we find that the fourth feast, which is the Feast of Pentecost, runs the entire length of the New Testament era and takes the bride home. And in the Pentecostal feast, you had two loaves, Jew and Gentile. You had they had leaven in them, and and not not the unleavened bread. When Jesus was the unleavened bread, you understand, no sin in Him. He was. He said, "Take eat, this is My body." Right. He was the Lamb. He was the Passover feast, because John said, "Behold, the Lamb takes away the sin of the world." Jesus certainly was the feast of the first fruits, the third feast, because He rose from the grave. Yeah. You see, but then that, but then that. That, that burning you had to take those two loaves and they actually had sin in them because, because even though they had walked with Jesus they weren't yet born again of the Spirit of God yeah. but on the day of Pentecost a rushing mighty wind comes and the fire because they take those two loaves of, of leaven and burn them right, amen. so if you're going to do away with the burning of the Holy Ghost how are you going to fit it into the feast days unless you're planning to be here in the tribulation yeah, right. uh, I don't plan to be here. I'm sorry. if it seems like I'm going to desert you, I am. I don't, I don't love you that much. I, I, I want to go home. I want to be with I want to be in the first resurrection. Amen, you know I do love you. Amen. But it's my love that compels me to get you ready. Amen. So so you, you, you can't. You know, the, the devil can just... He, I, find this, I find this to be true. But if the devil can't hold you back from an understanding of the Word, if he knows God's about to reveal something great to you, and he's trying everything to distract you, distract you, distract you, hold you back, hold you back. If he realizes he's about to lose his grip and he can't hold you back, what he'll generally do is just shove you over the cliff. Yeah. If he can't hold you back, he'll shove you, and you end up going too far and over the cliff. And we've seen too much of that, and it's so unnecessary because we had a prophet come to rightly divide the word of truth. And as long as I stay within the boundaries of what God sent me in this day, I'm sure to make it. Because he was, he said, I only ever preach what Paul preached, and those millions who are already there said we are here resting on that. So we don't ever imagine that you get beyond needing the fiery burning of the fourth feast of Pentecost, because that goes all the way till the bride leaves here. Amen. So we see Abraham, you know, in a sign of the Son of Man. We we're looking at Elijah and the ministry of Elisha, and they were they were different. They were quite different. Elijah was a, a man of the wilderness. Really stayed away from people. Elisha actually wasn't like that. Elisha actually mingled around in the school of the prophets trying to help people. He was more of a people's prophet. Understand? So, So I'm not here trying to be William Branham. I'm here trying to be the final voice to the final age. Amen. And I'm still going into the hedges and the highways. Not that William Branham didn't do that. I'm just simply saying that this bride, as a global bride, ha- has, a, has a continuation of that Elijah ministry. Right. And it's, I, I don't, I'm not going to hold campaigns and take people by the hand or try to guess their, you know, discern their, their, because I don't have that gift. I don't have, you know, people say, oh, well, the angel of the Lord goes before me. Well, no kidding. The angel of the Lord is among us all. That yeah. doesn't make you some big shot. It doesn't make me some little pipsqueak. I, I'm glad that he is here. He's among us now. Yeah. Right. There's no big eyes and little U's. This is a ministry of Elisha carrying on the commission. Yeah. Right. 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 Oh, my friends. Requires deep humility. Deep and, and, and deep dedication. I want to talk about that a little bit more as we go. Gonna pace myself today because I'm t- really hoping to finish this series. <laughs> so we'll try. So so we find that we look at Elijah, we've looked at Abraham. Now it's important to look at Abraham because it was in Abraham's day that Brother Branham constantly pointed back to when he had the sign of the Son of Man. Yeah. Now, the sign of the Son of Man just simply means the word made flesh. Alright, so it it wasn't just it wasn't just that great eternal creature uh, coming down from heaven and telling Abraham, you know, speaking something that no one else heard, no one else seen. No, God came down in the human body. And actually Sarah seen him, and Abraham Amen. saw him, and the servants fed him. Yeah. Amen. Understand? So this is this is the beauty, both the beauty and the simplicity of the ministry of the son of man we're not talking about the office that's a prophet right. there's a difference between the office and the ministry the ministry is the word made flesh in you you are the ministry of the son of man you're operating it right now right. Right. Amen. this is what the word came to accomplish this is why we have a message right. so it had to come into a people so then of course then this in turn you know it, it, if you if you think about what that did for abraham now put yourself there what has it done What has it done for you? It's to do the same thing for you it did to Abraham. And Brother Branham would go back and point to that constantly to say, Now, that that you see back there in Genesis is happening right now. Mm -hmm. See? And so when you think about how that, what was it to produce in Abraham? It was to produce in Abraham a mind beyond himself. Because, you know, Abraham was a man with flaws and had his ups and downs had had failures and had lied and got busted lying see and 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 got, and then it even happened a second time so abraham wasn't a perfect human but the bible talks about that his faith was perfect his faith never wavered abraham like elijah was a man of like passions we've preached on this before because, you know, here we are in the ministry of the Son of Man. We're not perfect humans, but my faith is perfect. I have faith in a perfect word, and I have perfect faith in a perfect word. And so Abraham had to receive something that would take him beyond himself, a mind that could call the impossible possible. Uh, and, and then, and then, it, and then it, it didn't just get a son on the scene, which was impossible. Because remember, him and Sarah had already been young and they couldn't have children. And now they're old, so now it's double impossible. But yet they did. And how did that happen? Because Abraham was a perfect man? No, because Abraham had perfect faith. Because Abraham never made a mistake? No, but his faith was flawless in the word of God. And he called it as though it already was. See? Uh, But now we're going to find that That when Brother Branham comes to the third pole, and this is something I've talked about in the series previous. That when Brother Branham comes out of the woods and he's, you know, you've got squirrels and you've got the reds in Indiana and you've got the grays in Kentucky. And we've talked about the nearly insane trip he had there in Kentucky. You remember we preached on that. We can talk about the, the tumor that he spoke out of existence. We can talk about the storm that he rebuked. We can talk about the fish that he gave life to. We can talk about uh, a believer mother being able to apply the token to her children, right. and it works. Right. 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 Regardless of the children, it, the token works. Yeah. Right. See? And so, 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 so now, when we're, when we're looking at, at that ministry of the third pool. Brother Branham tied that back to Genesis 18 when Abraham needed something other than his son to sacrifice. He needed a a lamb. And Abraham starts using the power of the third pull. The lad and I shall go to yonder mountain, and the lad and I shall return. Wait a minute. God didn't tell you that but this is a different mind this is a mind that god has now begun, because abraham has already determined this is the promise yeah, amen. see and, and i i'm gonna i'm gonna go kill him but but the mind of christ told abraham there's no human can undo the promise yeah. So it wouldn't matter. He said, I'm sure he'll just raise him back up again. You need to understand that today, friends. I don't care how impossibly impossible it is. You have no ability to undo the promise of God. Amen. Amen. The promise of God that has been made for your life. Yeah. Right. Amen. Getting ahead of myself a little bit. So he says, so now this was a, a mind to call the impossible possible but now even more so say wow more so than that 25 year trudge through every kind of fear and doubt and kept confessing it yeah even more than that this is going to be more than than the, the 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 church in the ages this is going to come to the ministry of the son of man And this is going to bring a child on the scene. And this is going to grow that child until the Lord now is ready for the next event and calls upon Abraham to have more faith than he had to have getting the son here. He's now going to have to have more faith now than the faith that he had to get him here because now he's going, he's basically being told to end God's promise. amen. Because this was the promised child. Mm -hmm. So I want you to go there this morning. Abraham is being told, listen, mortal, go end God's promise. (laughs) Good luck with that. I want you to go do it. Sacrifice him on a mountain that I'm going to show you. And by the time Abraham comes to the, well, the mountain's already in the distance. You know, Abraham is already understanding Heavens and earth may pass away, but the word of God can never pass away. And Jesus said, not one iota, not one jot, not one tittle. That's just little that's the that's from the smallest letter of the alphabet to the most extreme case of the law, to even dots and punctuations. Nothing of the word of God can ever pass away, but faith from somewhere beyond himself, knew that the most impossibly impossible situation, the most impossibly impossible thing in existence would be to undo the promise of God. And Abraham knew nothing I do can undo the promise of God you need to have that kind of faith today that's what, and we're not, We have, as we said to you here, you know, we're not, we know that those examples of the third pole are going to work through the bride they already are working through the bride, they'll work even more, but we're not talking about, you know, giving life to aquatic creatures, we're not talking about uh, setting uh, wildlife on your table for, for supper, we're talking about what does it take to be that kind of a person that God can trust and can move down through their lives, it takes dedication it takes consecration before that's the lesson that's the lesson when you read those third poll events that brother Branham said we've done these things in a small measure but the dynamics of this church will be a refilling of the Holy Ghost upon the mechanics that we've operated in a small measure and we're looking to see it to see it move beyond and yes, here we've been amen. 60 years. But I'm here to tell you to God, that's nothing. I heard Brother Branham in a prayer just the other day, yesterday or day before, and he was in a prayer and he said, now Lord, all these long 2,000 years meant nothing to you. Mm-hmm. Like wow, 2,000 years. You know how many volumes of history that would take to cover all of that? And, and, and now you're talking about a God who had a mind of all the history. Yeah. Yeah. Every, not just the humans, but every gnat. And how many times it would bat its eye? Over 2,000 years. And that meant nothing to God. I'm here to tell you something, friends. Don't limit the God of Israel. He's so large. He's so amazing. He's so vast. Oh, hallelujah. And so we find that, that Abraham now could not cause. He, his faith told him that there's no way that a man could cause the word of God to fail. See, and so, so today, I invite you to have that same kind of faith. If I say to you, have the faith of Abraham. Say, Brother Jason, I got all kinds of mistakes. I'm going to say, have the faith of Abraham. Amen. You'll know now what I'm talking about. Amen. What I'm talking about is have a faith that God's already made you a promise. What promise did He make you, Brother Jason? I have passed from death to life, and I can never come into the judgment. Hallelujah! And nothing I could ever do or not do could ever change that promise. Amen. Hallelujah! See? So, so this all then, no, no failure on my part can change the promise of God. So this all connects us to Luke 17 with the ministry of the Son of Man, the Word made flesh. And of course, this was, this was always the promise under the Jubilee. That's the beauty of it. You know, I, I, I love, I just love, I, I, I almost take, it's almost fun to me to, to encounter people who try to say, you know, this teaching of William Branham was not scriptural. Okay, okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> you got your Bible? You're going to need it. <laughs> because I've spent my lifetime since a boy going through this message back and forth with my Bible. That's what you should do. That's what you should do. When you go, when you listen to a tape, friends and people, would just remember, William Branham was a word prophet. And when you yes. listen to a tape, let me give you something, young people, this will help you. When you're listening to Brother Branham preach a sermon, Brother Branham isn't just your average preacher up there bringing some concept. Brother Branham is a prophet. He's he's a he's taking you on a journey. He's taking you on a journey through the Bible. Follow him. Follow Him. Get your Bible. Listen. Follow Him through the Scriptures. I'm here to tell you, you'll understand that it's nothing but the continuation of the mind of Christ in a prophet, and now it's coming into you? Because you're the final voice to the final age. See? So we find that... That this whole idea of the Jubilee that it would be he said, I will take the stone, stony heart from you and I'll put in you a heart of flesh. See, he was always planning to live in his people. Yeah. Minister ministry of the Son of Man, what he showed in Abraham was always the plan. Yeah. It was always going to it, be that. It'll be that in the, in the millennium. Because, it, because in the millennium you don't have the new city. You don't, you don't have that. And so you, you find that it's Christ, it's God dwelling in Christ and his people. And, and you are the temple. You are the new city. In the millennium, you are the heavenly Jerusalem before the real one has actually come on the scene. The heavenly Jerusalem is already here now in operation. See? So that's why in, in some places it calls it a holy Jerusalem because you are lively stones. He was a lively stone. You're lively stones. Yes. See? Yes. So you're the, you're the tabernacle of the living God's dwelling place, as Brother Brandon would, would, would phrase it. So we have now this this promise of the word to be made flesh. And so this day of Abraham correlates, of course, we all know that it correlates with the days of Noah. When you go to Luke 17, Jesus connects them as it was in the days of Noah and the days of Lot. Which is why I've said to you, you live in an unprecedented era. No age has ever had to fight both of them at the same time. You know, God's family, you know, Enoch handled the days of Noah. Yeah. Amen. Amen? Amen. Abraham handled the days of Lot. you are got to handle them both together. Amen. Amen. So, so, we, so we find out that this... That, and so what's the answer for both of them? Become the Word made flesh. Amen. It's the word being made flesh, whether it was in Enoch or whether it was in Abraham. That's what always defeats the devil and brings forth the promise of God's word. It's inescapable, see. So now we know that that at this time of Noah and at this time of Lot, we find that the world, especially in the days of Noah, the world had, 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 had got into a state of catastrophe catastrophe when god come down to analyze it all he found the earth his beautiful earth his beauty that he spent thousands of years developing and he finds it in a catastrophe and men's minds are just sowed all the way around the world are evil continually and out of all the population of all humanity you've got you've got enoch who's a representative of the brag You've got Noah... Who's, rep, who's, rep, who's a dual representation he represents the 144,000 but Brother Brown said most of the time that's, that was the reference he used but also represents the, uh, you know, the believer who are in the ark of Christ carried, carried over the tribulation but the problem was you still had Ham and there's a Brother Brown said see so so sin carried through anyhow and so, so we realize you, you got you to keep those types running perfectly the, the, I'm not trying to teach that this morning the point that I'm making is that now we know that, that, that when we look around in the earth and we see the days of Noah yeah. and the days of Lot, do we? Yeah. Then you automatically know that's the time of the ministry of the Son of Man. Yeah. And if you know that's the time of the ministry of the Son of Man, then you know that's the time of the third pull. Yeah. And if you know that's the time of the third pull, then there's got to be an Elisha here. There's got to be a people who carry it on yeah. to the coming of the Lord. See? Yeah. So now we know that's when this power of the spoken word which operates perfect faith will be in operation. You have arrived. You are here. You're you're it. Perfect faith because it's the mind of Christ in operation, not your mind. And that's the key. That's what choked brother Bradham down in Mark 11. He couldn't ever understand. And you know, and he even he even said, "Well, I just don't get it. Everything has to be in the atonement." And so, well, I don't know how to explain that because now he's saying that it'll be me, whatever I say. Man, how is that got? How is that covered in the atonement of Christ? Because it's got to be Christ. It can't be me. Right. But yet the Bible is saying, "If you say," and Brother Branham is wow, wow. I don't even know. Okay, here's what I'll say: If I get asked a question. I'll just say, well, that was before the atonement. That was before Calvary. Great Baptist doctrine. I mean, that's fantastic Baptist theology. And Brother Brown's former Baptist, it worked for him. That's what I'll say. But the Lord wasn't going to let Elijah make that mistake. And he follows him into the woods. And here's Brother Brown going, trying to get some rest. And the Lord just follows him in there. What are you doing? I'm hunting. What are you hunting, squirrels? How many do you need? Three, where will they come from? And he goes, and, and I don't want to relive all that. We were all falling in the floor last time, Brother Josh. We were just Brother Brandon was just like beside himself. Who are you? Right. Who's talking to me? Where's that light? Who are you? What do you want? Right. It's almost having a nervous breakdown. Oh, well does, if it's not there, say it'll be there. Okay, it'll be there. And he goes there and it's not there. Right. Well, you said it would be there. Well, but two's enough. No, you said three. You've already spoke it. Do you realize that who, who, what God thinks of you? You are that mouthpiece that He's looking to use in this day. Amen. So I would say to you, friends. How dare any of us to live a carnal lifestyle? You weren't called here to do that. You weren't called here to have one foot in Laodicea and one foot in the kingdom. You're called to be disciples of Christ. You're called to be representatives of the living God. How dare any of us allow the poisons and toxins of the world? This has got to be the perfect operation. And that's where God cleared it up to him and said... So, you're worried that it's you saying it. Okay, so when you're in a prayer line and you suddenly know the secrets of people's hearts, you think that's you knowing that, or that's me? so when you condemn a cancer and a woman who's dying gets up off a cot and walks out healed do you think that's you saying leave her Satan or you think that's me and it clicked and brother Branham caught it no Lord that's definitely you well then why are you worried about it if my scripture says if you say to this mountain all you've got to do is be in the position I'll do the speaking I'll be in your lips you don't have to worry about it your job is to be dedicated and consecrated and have a life that is to the Holy Spirit it's not for you to decide this isn't about going out and deciding what you're going to speak into existence see God's got to be able to trust you see just like I mean Brother Branham had to pass a test when a young man and a young woman presented themselves as his enemy Mm -hmm. right in a church meeting and with the power to kill him the power to have them, like Brother Eddie said, blow through the roof and land in the street, with with power to whatever he would say would happen. I, I, I'm not so sure if God gave me that kind of power. or you that kind of power? And I start thinking about my enemies. Hmm, I'm going to suddenly feel inspired to start, you know, like you say. Well, that's you're terrible. Well, hey, John wanted to burn people because they weren't they weren't with Jesus. Oh Lord, they're not up here in our church. Should we call fire down out of heaven like Elijah? <laughs> and Jesus said, You don't even know what spirit you're of. <laughs> See? That's what happens when you live, uh, you know, and you don't go to the atonement. That's what happens. And so it's all about God bringing you into a point of a new birth by the Holy Spirit and training you and getting you to learn how to humble and surrender yourself. You're going to need character, friends. You're going to need character. See? And so, so it had to have this perfect faith because it's got to operate the mind of Christ. So the great exploits, as we've been saying there, the Bible talks about the people of the last day will do great exploits. The people who know their God. Now, that's got to be something because, I mean, by the time that gets said, a lot of jaw-dropping supernatural things had already happened. I mean, just, just what Abraham pulled off and what Moses pulled off and what Joshua pulled off and what I mean, I mean, all these prophets and different things and, and suddenly now he's saying the people of the last day. He didn't go down a laundry list and say like this one did this and this one did this and this one did this, you'll do that, you'll do that, you'll do that, just like that. He goes, no, he just, he just labels it great exploits. Yeah. So now this is something at the end time that's going to be somewhat unprecedented. You say, can that happen? This is the very thing that occurred to Brother Branham. When he said, you know, I always taught that when Jesus said, more than this shall you do, for I go to my Father. And Brother Branham said, in perfect common sense, as any preacher would have, he said, well, of course, you can't do anything more than the Lord did. I mean, he broke bread and multiplied it. He raised the dead. He walked on water. How are you going to do more than that? See, but Brother Branham said, so I always just said, greater than this shall you do just means I'll do more of the same. I'll just do more of what he did. But Brother Branham, it occurred to him, he said, you know, he said, one thing he never did, like in the woods, he said, say where it'll be. He said, Jesus never did that. He never created something out of nothing. He turned water into wine. He multiplied fish and loaves. You understand? He he put a coin in a fish's mouth for Peter to catch. But he never, like now you're all the way back to Genesis. In the beginning, God said, let there be. And Brother Branham said, now, he said, they're in the woods out of nothing. He just said, say where it'll be. And he said, I said, it'll be right there. And there it was looking at me. See, and he said, I I shot it. Visions don't bleed. He said, I ate it. (laughs) And so, so we find then that great exploits now. It's not a, it's not, it should not be a stretch in your mind to say, to now correlate under the third pole to say what things might happen. What might we do? I would simply say that you're not even sure what you're going to face yet. So I wouldn't be all up in the air over what I'm going to say or what I'm going to do because you don't even know the world's already worse than you thought it would be. It's already gotten exponentially worse than at a rate we never thought we could see. Come on, five, ten years ago. You'd have never thought we could get to the place where we are today. So I don't know what we'll face, but I know this, the pathway to victory is through dedication. The pathway to victory is not trying to figure it all out. The pathway to victory is to be humble, to be sincere, to have my life full of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And that's the lesson. As I said to you, the lesson is not go in the woods and create animals or speak to a storm. That's not the lesson. The lesson is a dedicated life. See, the common thread... See, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, friends, exploits like squirrels and fish and storms and faith in a token giving us our children, these are all things that could operate in our lives. Brother Random even talked about to the, to the point of missing limbs. I mean, I love the whole thing about how he vanished a tumor. Yeah. That's my favorite one, other than maybe my children under a token say, well, why do you love so much about vanishing a tumor? Well, just think it through. He vanished something that was not supposed to be there. And I got a lot of things in my life that ain't supposed to be there. And I need a power. I need a word that can vanish it out of my life. I need a word that can vanish all my weaknesses and vanish anytime the devil gets it up on me. I need to vanish him out of my life. Oh, you need to vanish,ing friends. Homes need to vanish the devil. You've got the power to bind and the power to loose. Amen. Hallelujah. So the common thread in it all from... From Noah to Abraham, from Abraham to Elijah, Elijah from Elijah to Elisha, from Elisha to Jesus, from Jesus through the apostles and all down through the early church to us now, to we who are alive and remain you know the Bible wrote about you 2,000 years ago there would be a people and in spite of the madness of the world and the darkness of the evil day there would be a people who would be alive and remain I'm still a believer I'm still marching to Zion hallelujah and I'm a, I'm a living example of that promise see see Brother I'm said, they'll say, oh, my, wasn't Elijah supposed to come? Wasn't there supposed to be a rapture? See, and they won't even, they won't even have realized yet that uh, till after we're gone for a little while, that they've already missed it. Yeah. Amen. And, and, you know, except for maybe a few crazy people running around trying to talk to the world about a movement they used to be in, and now all those people are gone, and, It's probably the bride, and we're probably doomed. I'm glad God's gonna help his remnant. I'm glad. That gives me joy. I'm glad to know that not everybody in the tribulation is gonna go to the lake of fire. Here's a glad man, because I got loved ones who can't see what I see. But I'm glad to know not everyone in the tribulation is going to the lake of fire. (laughs) Hallelujah. God's gonna take care of his family. Hallelujah. Oh, my. But nobody will believe them until it's too late, I'm afraid. See, we've spent a lot of time. We've spent this series, and I'm just trying to wind it up today. More stirring you up by way of remembrance more than anything else. But, you know, we've told you real stories of real people living real lives in real time. Amen. And, you know, that's not unusual. The Bible, say, Brother Jason, that's a rather bizarre way to preach. It's not. The whole Bible's filled with that. Yeah. Sure. You know, you, know you, you can go over here into a certain place and they'll say, someday they, your children will say, what meaneth these stones? And you will tell them the story of how we came out. We made, put these stones and we crossed over. Yeah. And, and it'll be a memorial for, for generations to come. The Bible says they were for our example. I mean, the whole Gospels begin with a story. Yeah. See, the whole gospel is, you know, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. There's where Mark starts, Mark 1.1. You know, Matthew, you know, he's a tax collector, so it's all numbers and X's and O's to him. So he immediately starts with the genealogy and tick, 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 tick. And he tracks Joseph and tracks Mary and he brings it all down. He's trying to prove uh, the case that Jesus was in the kingly line of Messiah and he did a, a fantastic job of it. Actually made it ironclad. Uh, and, and, you know, and then, and of course, you know, Luke, he's going to tell his story. You know, having had perfect understanding, Theophilus, from the very beginning, it seemed good to me also to tell you all the things that Jesus began both to do and teach. You know, and these whole things. And then John, my goodness, John, like, fires a rocket. Goes all the way back. Well, yeah, John, can not we're going to hit Genesis 1? We're going way past Genesis 1. We're going way on past, man. Genesis 1 went shoom. Wow, okay, we're still going. All the way back, Brother Branham said to that fountain. That fountain that was back there. And out of that fountain was love and life and joy and peace. And it flowed down. And that fountain desired a family. That fountain desired a kingdom. That fountain began to speak. Hallelujah! Yeah. Oh my. So so we find that. You know, we, you, you have all of these stories. My goodness, you can go to Matthew you know, uh, 26, I think, where the woman from there in Bethany, where she went and bought the most expensive oil. And she come in and she broke it and began to anoint his feet. And there's Judas holding the money bag, greedy guy that he was, make-believer. Unbelievers are never the problem in a church. Because unbelievers are just honest they're an unbeliever they like church they like the singing they like you they like coming among us they're decent they're polite they're respectful they're an unbeliever we let them come I mean I'd rather them be close to the fountain maybe the Holy Spirit will get them to take a drink see it's the make believer that's always the problem see and so you know because they they look like a believer when they're actually not and and here's Judas saying oh wow this is a terrible waste of money this should have been given to the poor. <laughs> trying to give it to his own pockets is what he was trying to do. But Jesus actually said, "For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial." Verily, I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman hath done be told for a memorial of her. Don't tell you something, friends. Don't don't let the devil tell you you're a nobody. There's a there's a hall of fame. There's a God has a book of remembrance, and someday on the other side, there's going to be a record. There was a Laodicean to see and bride, and it looked impossible, and no one thought she could survive. And how did you get through that darkness? We just kept, we just kept marching, to Zion. We just kept believing the word. We just kept accepting. Thus saith the Lord. I don't even know how I did it myself, but here I am. And how I got here? Just His grace, grace. Jesus led me all the way. Hallelujah. See, so, so he has revealed then, you know, uh, he's revealed this the seventh seal in the lives of the people in the Bible. Brother Branham talks about that, that coming. He hasn't revealed it. It's a secret. He says that he, and turns right around and says he has revealed it in the lives of the people that lived. Amen. So you are a living, you are, you are the living word as you live it. Mm-hmm. See, and a, and a thing that's mysterious to the world, you're, you're actually living it. You're the embodiment of it. You're the embodiment. It's no longer a mystery. You're standing here. Yes. See, And so, so, the, so then we find that, you know, we have the episode of, of Brother Branham telling all these things. And so the more dedication, the more we surrender, uh, the more involvement we can have with his kingdom. You know, uh, I, I just hope that that's the real lesson that you absorb in this series. That the more dedication and surrender the more involvement that we we can have, it will be those people who are willing to live. Brother Branham said that anybody willing to live in those spheres with God, Mm -hmm. those spheres, those upper realms, who will live his life in dedication to the Lord and live up there in those realms. That's the one who will operate the third pool. That's the one who will do great exploits. The ones that know their God. Amen. See? So this is why we started our Thursday night men's prayer meeting, because we're trying to know Him more. Oh, they used to sing a song. We used to have a trio of brothers. I think, Chris, you were in it. Uh, And they used to sing that song Brother Paula Fontaine sings. Oh, I want to know you more. Deep inside my heart I want to know you. Oh, I want to know you. To feel your heart and know your mind. You sing that, Josh? Man, we might get you to give us a... Uh, that at the end but so that's the real lesson the more we experience involvement with that supernatural world that's when we'll see angels Mm -hmm. make no mistake that's when we'll see angels you know one of these mornings friends we're going to see more than angels one of these mornings very soon we're going to see more than angels you know the Daniel talks about how that men will do wickedly against the covenant. They shall corrupt by flatteries. This is the Antichrist spirit. But th- this, this is where this verse is. We keep quoting Daniel eleven thirty-two. But the people that do know their God shall be strong Amen. and do great exploits. You want to be that part today? Yes. Amen. Well, I didn't get finished, but let's stand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, maybe part seven is proper. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying not to do that, but the Lord knows. Praise God. You love him? Yeah. Amen. I, I'm looking at my material, and I can't do what I did last Sunday. Man, I went into almost triple overtime last Sunday. And so uh, I have to be careful I don't get that kind of reputation one another i hope that you really see i i I guess if, if i could sum up today is to say it like this that don't be unaware of the day and hour that you live in don't imagine this is just life as usual once the seven sealed mystery was opened there was no more such thing as life as usual Because that was a a harbinger of so many things. That was the time that God had promised that He would reveal Himself at the end time. And when He did, He would reveal a bride as well. This is the real beauty under the seventh seal that it didn't just reveal. It's not just the mighty God unveiled. It's Mr. and Mrs. Jesus Christ. See, And therefore, once you get that, then it shouldn't seem strange to you. It shouldn't seem strange to you if the Lord... Wants to finish out His will through your life. Amen. See, Jesus came here and walked the earth. And lived out a portion of the word. But he didn't, even, he, didn't, he didn't live out everything. He didn't even finish suffering. Even He left a measure of that for His church. Paul said that. Paul said, I make up in my body the sufferings of the Lord. See, I'm finishing the tally. And and the and the whole church was like that all down through the ages, and he promised that at the end time he would come. Remember, his feet—you look, go read your Bible. His feet don't come back and touch this earth again until he comes back with his bride. Amen. So you say, well, then is he here? He certainly is in you, you, and you, and you, 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 and me, and all of us. And that's that's the real purpose. of of why the word was open in this day. As I've said to you so many times before. He didn't bring the message to us to give us better theology than the Catholics or the Presbyterians or the Baptists or the Episcopals. That that's that's not even the point. The point is he came to have people who are willing to become the living word. See, when you're the living word, that's that's an end that's an end to all argument then, because it's a manifestation. The world cannot on the day of judgment that i mean you go 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 into the book of revelation and go to the judgment bar and you go to matthew 25 doesn't matter where you go you don't find people once this once it's over and the trial is over and everybody's got their in in their position you don't find anybody crying foul you don't find anybody marching with signs about injustice they just bow their head and go to their fate because how can they argue? The bride is with him on the throne. Yeah. Oh, you think my word couldn't do it? Well, how did I, how did I get this? You know, you want, you wanted to be here. I sent a word for you to do it. You didn't take it. How do you expect to get here if you don't take the word there?
5: Amen. See? Amen.
4: So that's what it's about, friend. Let's pray. Father, we love you today, Lord. And I'm, I apologize if that's necessary. I don't even feel in my heart it is because I, I followed your leadership the whole way. I didn't get to where I wanted to get to, but that's just in your hands, Lord. And so I, I, I'm sorry if I took too long and took time, but it feels in my heart that you've given me permission just to pause right here and we'll pick it back up next time. Lord, I thank you for these people thank you for our visitors we continue to ask you to remember our sick among us and remember our needs that we read at the beginning remember our ministry team uh, deployed ministering lord in other places i pray that you'll help us now lord as we come now to, to the conclusion of this service we just want to lift up some praise to you lord want to lift up holy hands and let you know how grateful we are and father i pray today that maybe there was enough words said to prick a heart that would bring a challenge. There might be people in here in this audience today, Lord. In an audience of this size, there no doubt would be some who would be honest enough, Lord, and say, "You know, look, I am a believer for real. No, honestly I am. I really am a, I really am a believer, but I know I'm I know I'm not at that dedicated level I need to be. I know I need more of God. I need more of him. How many want to raise a hand?" I'll raise up both of mine, and say, "Lord, Oh I want to know you more. I want to know you in the power of your resurrection. Lord, that's what we're that's what this whole series is about. It's not to teach us how to go out here and start speaking things. It's to it's to bring us to an altar. It's to bring us to rededication, Lord. It's to bring us, Father, to deep deep sincerity and consecration before you. I pray you'll grant it to us, Lord. Let that be the real lesson that's learned here, Master. We commit it all to you now. We love you. We thank you for your word. Lord, we're believers. We are believers of your word. And I pray that every hand over an honest heart that was raised, you'll meet that in Jesus' name. Come on, Brother Josh, and help us sing it. Brother Kenny, you gonna sing it? Oh, I know, it's a chorus. Oh, sing the chorus, and Brother Josh, jump in with Oh I want to I want to know
2: you more Sing it again now. Oh, I want to know. Oh, I want to know you more. Hallelujah, Lord. Deep within my soul, I want to know. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Oh, let's worship Him. He's worthy of it.
4: up within me
2: Rise and sing.
4: Know your mind, your mind, Lord. Looking in your rosters up within, within me, cries that say, I want to know you. Oh, I want to know you, Lord. Just keep playing it for me. Bow your heads with me again. I just want to follow the mind of Christ here. Sometimes we just run out the door. We don't give the Holy Spirit enough time. The whole purpose of the gospel, friends, is to bring people into a loving, revelated relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Is there anyone here today, you say, preacher, I want to know Him more. I want to know Him. Maybe maybe you're here and you want to know Him for the first time. Maybe you're honest enough to know. You say, I thought I knew Him until I heard this today and I realized that there's more of Him to be known and I want to know it. Maybe there's some here today been believers for a long time. You read about these things and they excite us and they thrill us and we hear these stories. We wonder that we're still here and all these years later, what's it all about, Lord? And maybe the only thing that's missing in our lives, maybe you'd be honest enough and say, I know it, Brother Jason. The only thing missing in my life, I'm a believer, but the one thing missing is that deeper walk with God. That closer walk. That daily walk. That daily dedication where I'm willing to move out. I'm willing to be loosed. I'm willing to have things that aren't supposed to be hanging on me. I want to be delivered of them today. With every head bowed, has anybody today got something? Say, Lord, I want to be loosed from that. I don't want that on my life. Hands going up everywhere. Say, Lord, I don't want that in my life. I want to be free, Lord God. I want to be free in the Spirit. My, that's honest, friends. That's honest heart. Don't think God doesn't see that. He does. He sees that. Say, Lord, let the Word of God set me at liberty today, Lord God. Raise up hands everywhere, friends. Let's pray. Master, oh, let the freedom of the Holy Spirit come today. Let there be lives, Lord God, who are purged anew and purged afresh. Some who may have not only knowing You for the real first time in their whole life. They've heard about it. They may have been raised in it. Maybe they've longed to know You. But today, You could make Yourself known. Today, more than any other day in their life, they could really get it They could really understand the purpose of God in redemption. Understand that they're a part of that great plan. I pray you'll make it real to us today, Lord. Oh, only you can. Only you can. We commit it to you now, Father. I commit these into your hands. Oh, I want to know you more. Sing it now. Oh, I want to know. Hallelujah. Deeply in my
2: soul, I want to know you. Yes, Lord. Oh,
4: Yes. God bless you, saints. God bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, my. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless you. Hallelujah. Sing it, my brother. Christ